0: I want to briefly share some thoughts on courage this morning. It's easy to attach it to confrontational issues. Sometimes when we look at topics like abortion or um, marriage, you know, there's this challenge to get out there, confront, do something. And we often associate that with courage. But I think there's a much wider definition that, that is a part of everyday life as well. In fact, when Jesus talks to the paralytic, he says, take courage, pick up your mat, your sins are, for, your sins are forgiven, pick up your mat and walk. And you're kind of going, he's laying down. What does courage have to do in this moment? Except that there's a step forward in faith. And uh, oftentimes, if we look at it in contrast with an antonym or the opposite of fear, All of us are confronting fears in our lives on a regular basis, and the call to courage or faith is part of what we do. And sometimes even courage is the path of boredom. If the pleasures of sin are for a season or there's an immediate gratification out of sin, sometimes the courageous choice is just saying, I'm going to keep doing what's right whether I feel anything or not, or whether... This thing goes on for a long, long time, or whether things ever change. Sometimes courage is expressed through the ordinary. So what I want to do is, is walk through some of the verses associated with it, and also the term encouragement, which would be associated as well. When Moses is about to end his, or at the end of his life, and the people of Israel are about to go into Canaan, he makes this declaration to the people, he says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail or forsake you. The, uh, the thing that stands out to me in this particular passage is that he's saying, you have this choice. You either function in fear or you'll function in courage, but it's a choice that you're going to be making. And his. His point is, he says, I want you to participate in courage. One of the things that I was looking at as I was walking through this this week, Moses' direction to Joshua, which you see a similar declaration. He does bring Joshua up in front of the people and says, uh, be strong and courageous. Later, he commissions Joshua and says, be strong and courageous. He's repeating this phrase over, but I want you to note. This is the voice of experience speaking to someone who's about to do it, and he's saying, if there's something that I want you to act in or how I want you to behave, he says, I want you to act with courageousness. Isn't it true, like, even when you start out with your kids and and you're trying to get them to walk, and you come on, you can do it? In other words, you can overcome your fear of falling down. You can take that step. And there's this encouragement that comes out of that. But the voice of experience says, it's worth it. And so when when we walk through things like this, and there's this fear that threatens to entangle us and weigh us down, the voice of experience regularly from people that have already walked through it says, you can do this. In the Lord, this is a viable option for you. You can go forward in this. And so if Moses is coming to the end of his life, and one of the most valuable pieces of, of advice that he's handing out is this be strong and courageous. And others who have walked through life are making declarations similarly, it's something to pay attention to. Let's just look quickly at a definition. Let's, let's say it's it's to be strong, or it's to act and to believe, or it's to take on our fears. The Lord, the angel of the Lord, appears to Joshua after this declaration by Moses, and he says, Be strong and courageous, be careful to obey. And he links this obedience with courageousness. That if God calls you to something to follow through with it is an act of faith, but it's an also an act of courageousness. So when you and I are, are sitting <laughs> trying to debate, do I walk in obedience? even though it doesn't look like it's going to be any more fun or it, it could cause confrontation or it, it, there are certain things attached to it that appear unpleasant or it's a path of difficulty, what do I do? And Regularly, the courageous choice is to take that decision into that level even though it doesn't have the immediate payoff that we would hope or desire. David, when he's talking to Solomon, David's at the end of his life. His advice to Solomon when it comes to building the temple be courageous. Step forward, step up, do what needs to be done. There's a prophet called Azariah that speaks to a king, Asa. Asa's beginning to do reforms, and he says, Be courageous. Again, voices of experience to those who are about to make the decision and they're coming across saying, it is really important that you function in this fashion. Psalms 27 says, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. In other words, the act of courage at times is an act of patience. It says, I'm going to just continue doing what's right. I'm going to continue to live the way that I know to live. I'm going to continue to do the things that are appropriate, waiting for God to reward this particular behavior. I'd like to jump to the New Testament, because I think um, this is a, a thing that comes across as well. And when Paul says he has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of love, power, and a sound mind, He's saying our decision making from this Lord, the Spirit that's on us from Him, it's not about fear. It's about power, love, and a sound mind. The presence of God in our lives should affect us in the decision making that takes on things like this, that confronts the things in our lives that we don't want to confront, that allows us to to go after the things that would cause us to shake. All of us have those issues. But how we respond in large measures is how much faith do we hold in the Lord, in His faithfulness. Look at the corporate activity involved with this. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily. In other words, there is a power in us not only to to make decisions about ourselves, but to go to someone else and say, you need to act courageously here. You need to choose for the Lord. You can do this in God. Isn't it true that encouragement is essentially saying, you have the ability to pull this off. And yet it's an essential part of our relationship together in the body of Christ that we encourage one another, that we speak courage to each other, that we have that influence that says, I have the power to, to affect another's life by speaking life to them. Say, in God, this, this pays off. Let's do this. Titus 2.15 These are the things you should teach. Encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. This is, in a sense, saying you need to have the courage to stand up for what's right. When you know what the Scripture says, you need to have the willingness to say, this is appropriate. If it requires confrontation, so be it. If it requires a certain amount of conflict, so what? He says, if it's right, This is what needs to be done. Hebrews 10, 24 says, Let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. And again, it's that idea of we have power to influence one another in a positive fashion. And the more that we look around us and say the day of the Lord is at hand, there are things that we see that says, it appears that the end is near. More and more, there ought to be this word of courage It says, continue to serve him wholeheartedly. This is the thing of value. So quickly, I want to just review this. Courage is a, th- is a thing of choice. You make a decision. You either respond to fear or you say, I trust God, and I'm going to follow through with what he asks valued by the experienced. In other words, people that came to the end of life said, this is a value worth hanging on to. This is something worth doing. You, know, you want to receive good advice? This is what's thrown out by those who were close to the end. It opposes fear. It has the power to accomplish. It chooses righteousness and patience. It's willing to confront and challenge. God, make us a courageous people. Allow us to walk in that and to be encouragers of one another. Would you stand with me? Lord, I ask in this moment that if there are individual fears within our lives that we have yet to deal with, that you'd point those out to us and show us what a courageous response in you is. A response that believes in faith that what you promise is true and will be fulfilled. And then, Lord, I would ask, too, that you would point out ones within our midst that we might speak a word of life, too, a word of encouragement or of courage that says you can do this. You have everything within your grasp because you have the Lord. You have the ability to walk through and be victorious by Him. And we ask that your Spirit will empower us to make these decisions in you, whether it be internal or external, whether the courageous voice is one that cries out in the community or whether it's an internal decision that says, I'm going to wait patiently on the Lord till he answers my prayer. Guide our steps, we pray. Amen. Face of Courage has many different views. Um, I've watched Bill with cancer over the last year say, I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to keep at it. I'm going to seek the Lord. Uh, my mother, on the other hand, at 87, says, you know what? Everything that I've set out to do in the Lord, that He's spoken to my heart, I've done. And uh, it's time for me to finish well. She's looking at it in the face and saying, this is my time. (laughs) Going to her next door neighbor and leading her to the Lord and saying, well, you know, I've got cancer. I know your husband's got cancer. Do you know the Lord? (laughs) That's amazing to me a sense of peace over her in this moment that to me speaks of courage. Each of us has a different issue. Each of us has different opportunities. But we have the same God and he speaks to each of us and he allows us to tailor that response in him as to what's appropriate. For some of you, it's in a sense living with a, almost a boredom in this moment. That says, I'm just doing what I'm doing because I know it's the right thing, but I don't know where it's going and I don't know how long it'll last, but I'm going to live this way. For others, it's saying, I've got to confront this fear now and I'm going to be different than it's ever been, but I'm scared to death, I'm still going to do this. But in the Lord, He gives you what you need. Some of you, even as we've talked about abortion this morning, say, I am frightened to ever talk to another believer about this. May God give you courage that your healing might be complete. May your blessing rest on these, your people. May they know the fullness of favor that you intend for their lives. May they discover with joy the completeness of your salvation. I ask, Lord, that as each one goes into the community, that you'll give them words of life to speak over others, that their deeds will be fitting with the workings of your kingdom, that you'll enable them with the supernatural. We love you, Lord. Be honored and lifted up, we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, one last, two last announcements. There's a meal downstairs. We don't often have them during the summer, but today's the day. So enjoy. Secondly, what remains is open-ended worship. If you need to leave, do so. But if there are things to settle in the Lord, I encourage you to stay and get that taken care of. God bless you.